0: I'm so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers on the urban podcast explosion and the realities of the streets. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. You can find me and follow me on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at Lisa Evers. And you can catch up on all of our Street Soldiers episodes, both Hot 97 Radio and Fox 5 TV, free of charge on my website, LisaEvers.com. I want to give a special shout out to everyone listening to the show on Hot 97 and the Hot 97 live stream here in New York if you're on your way to to work you know who you are and also to our new listeners joining us on the podcast platform on iTunes and SoundCloud so welcome to street soldiers i know you're going to enjoy this show now what we're talking about in this episode is this phenomenon of these urban podcasts you know some of the names of some of the big ones there is a new one that is out that has gone viral in a matter of months it's called flip the script we have the two co-hosts of that show with us joining us as well as two of their most popular guests we're going to talk about this whole podcast thing the kind of reach that it has with the audience, why it's resonating with so many people. And then we're also gonna talk about this fascination with the streets, especially the streets back in the day compared to where we are now here in New York City in the United States of America. So joining me for this episode of Street Soldiers is Queens Flip. He's the co-host of the Flip the Script podcast. It's on all platforms, YouTube, iTunes, all kinds of platforms. And he's also a well-known social media influencer. Queen's Flip, great to have you back on the What's show. What's
1: going on, Lisa? How you doing? Thank I'm doing you, great. Thank, Thank you so you. much for
0: being with us. Yeah, you know it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Also with us is Sol B. He was formerly incarcerated. He came home in June of 2019 after being behind bars for a total of 32 years. Um, he has his own podcast now with his wife called Hustle and Love, and he is one of the most popular guests that they have had on the Flip the Script podcast. Sol be great to have you with us.
2: Great to have you with me, Lisa. Thank you so much
0: for being with us. Yes, ma'am. We appreciate it. Can't wait to hear your stories. Yes. Thank you. Also with us is DJ G Money. He's the co-host uh, with Queen's Flip of the Flip the Script podcast. He's been DJing for 20 years for all occasions all around the world. DJ G Money, thank you so much for
3: being with us. Appreciate you. Appreciate you.
0: We appreciate thank it. You. Thank you. Also with us is Kevin Killer Kev Davis. He is from Brownsville, from the Brownsville houses in Brooklyn, where we did our Street Soldiers Town Hall on education um, and with Papoose and a number of other people. He's formerly incarcerated, did 15 years for murder. He is now and has been for many years an advocate for at-risk youth, trying to get them to save their lives before it's too late. Kev, great to have you with us. Appreciate you, Lisa. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Um, Queens Flip, how did you get the idea? Because I mean, you you are one of the most popular people on social media in terms of urban influencers. Mm. What gave you the idea for Flip the Script?
1: Um, I didn't want to do a podcast at first, and then uh, G Money, uh, along with a former partner of ours. You know, uh, came to me and actually G-Money came to me and was trying to get me to do it. I told him, no, I'm just focused on the pranks and what I was doing because, you know, I was terrorizing the city. Right. And um, I didn't feel like speaking. But, you know, one thing led to another and then we, you know, we're here. The podcast took off, even though we got kicked out the building after the first episode, we got kicked (laughs) out. But that's another story.
0: So how many episodes do you have now so far?
1: 119. Wow. Are you
0: surprised by how how fast it's taken off?
1: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I'm surprised how fast it's taken off. Um, I mean, you know, we always had a following, as I said. You know, we was going, on social media, yeah, right? Yeah, we was going the Howard Stern route, right? And you know, doing crazy the shock stuff. jock type of yes, pranks. yes, yes. And we got banned from the engine room. We're not we're no longer welcome in that building, so which that, is where
0: a lot of podcasts are recorded. Yes,
1: right. And um, you know, it just took off uh, with these guys. It was a surprise because it manifested into something. Completely different, much bigger, and we're going to talk. We're going to yes. talk
0: about that, uh, DJG Money. Why did you want to do a podcast? Because you travel, you do a lot of big events, you right. have a very successful career, DJing, and also with music production and in the music business. Why do a podcast? Because that it is a lot. of, It's very time consuming.
3: Right. So, um, I was doing like a lot of online radio shows before this, and then um, my, my former co uh, host, Steph Lover, who was uh, you know part of DCF Radio at the time, she had another engagement that she, she had. So once she left, you know, a lot of people kept telling me, you know, you should try to do something different, you know, look into podcasts like that. So I told him about the idea. And then, like he said, he was kind of opposed to it at first. You know, I didn't want to do the online radio show anymore. I want to do something different, you know. And uh, so I reached out to him, spoke to him about it. And then we just kind of, you know, formed the, formed the idea, formed the team and made it happen.
0: And then how did you get the idea to focus on, on people that had really intense stories? Um, like Especially you said, from the streets.
3: Like you said, we want to do something different. You know, we didn't want to do the, the regular interview the artists, become an artist type thing. We wanted to go a different route. So you know, our first couple of shows were, were really, really different where we interviewed people from, from scammers to people who have been raped to people in the streets of New York City who, who were outside and just kind of dancing in the street, hustling, doing their thing. And up until now, we got to the, to the OGs and started to hear their story.
0: Here and and people are fascinated and these have, flip these have been some of your biggest episodes. Yeah, yeah, you with know these two gentlemen.
1: Yeah, well, um, like I said, uh, thanks to Bimmy, um, Shout you out know to bad Bimmy. B- Bimmy uh, he did the Supreme Team uh, story on the platform, and it was some discrepancies. And in order for me to take down the footage that wanted to be taken down, because I guess whatever Cole. That transpired, you know. He made a deal with me to give me, you know, to have me interview Soul B, and then I met Soul B
0: to make the introductions. Yeah, for
1: you. Yeah, he introduced at, at the house, and shout out to Bimmy because if it wasn't shout for him, to I, I wouldn't Bimmy. meet him. And then yes. Soul B captivated, and then from there Killer Kev got in contact, and it was just he, he and, it,
0: and it just took off. Soul B, what did you born. think when you got that? Because you're you you've been home for less than a year, and been away for a very long time, yeah. so. What did you think when you were invited to go on this podcast? Well, Why did you want to do it? Because a lot okay. of guys might not want okay. to talk and well, be so open what you know, about happened what they was, go
2: as I tell everybody, this wasn't nothing planned, you know, because when I came out, I had my own plans. So, you know, And what Bimmy, were those plans? My plans, you know, I'm an author. Right. You know what I'm saying, along with my wife, author Isha J. So we went over to family, Bimmy's family of mine. So we went over to Bimmy crib, because he just did the interview. And Flip just happened to come over, so we talking, we drinking. So Bim already told him, "Yo, gotta get my family, man. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, yo." So we start talking, and I, you know, me, I'm just a natural. once I feel comfortable around you, and you know, I just I'm and just... then it started from there. Let me just bring yes. in Killer Kev real quick because
0: right we're, we're running out of time for this second. But Kevin, and how did you, how did you get involved in it, and
4: why did you why did you want to do this? Well, because I saw So I saw So B on the. Podcast, and what happened was, I'm taking real fast that I started getting phone calls from everybody saying, "Yo, you know, so be the big homie." what about you? I thought you. I said, "Who's so big? He is the big homie, but that's my boy. He forgetting me, all right?" So I, I made <laughs> the little homies call Flip because I don't know nothing about podcasts or YouTube, and they got in touch with Flip. It's like, "Yo, K K want to talk to you. Tell him that Bo want to see. He want to see Bo and and boom." So, then you know, flip with the bills, So, you know, kill gap. He said, Oh, yeah, so it's like a lot of behind the scenes drama. Yeah, yeah. all right, so a lot of behind <laughs> the scenes drama on that. No,
0: we'll, we'll be back with Street Soldiers right
1: after this. What to do this, Kevin Gates from right now? I'm kicking it with Lisa Evers. Welcome
0: back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're talking about the urban podcast explosion and street realities. Joining me for this conversation is Queens Flip, he's the co host of Flip the Script podcast, it's out on all platforms. He's also a social media influencer. Flip, great to be with you. Yes. Thank thank you you so much for being with us, we appreciate it. Also with us is Sol B. He was formerly incarcerated um, for a total of 32 years behind bars. He came home in June of 2019. He's the co-host with his wife of the podcast, Hustle and Love. He's one of the most popular guests that they've had on the Flip the Script podcast. So it'll be great to have you with us. Yes, ma'am. Thank you I'm so much. Here. Thank you. Also with us is DJ G Money. He's a co-host of the Flip the Script podcast. He's been DJing for 20 years. Um, all occasions, all kinds of events, also involved in music production. Uh DJG Money, great to have you with us. My pleasure. Nice to meet you. Thank you so much. Also with us is, is Killer Kev. He's from the Brownsville houses in Brooklyn. He's formerly incarcerated, did 15 years for murder, and is now an advocate for at-risk youth, telling them and trying to teach them about the realities of the streets and what the prices are that you pay for, for being out there like that. So I want to thank all of you for being with us and uh, really for creating this platform that just is bringing out so much great information and so many great stories. Killer Kev, I want to start with you on this. How did you end up, you're, you're from Brownsville, right. never ran, never will, <laughs> from the Brownsville houses. Right. How did you end up, how young were you when you first started to cross that line and get into a little bit of trouble?
4: I was maybe about you know, 13, 12 to 13 years old. Um, you know, and it started because I, I started boxing. But I still was in the street. So, you know, things of that nature led to a a lot of my street fights. And it it escalated to, you know, knives and then guns and then shootings, Things of that nature. And then I wound up, you know, unfortunately being arrested for a homicide. You know, and um, a short time after that, I later learned that I was on a, I made a front cover of a book called The Ville, Cops and Kids in Urban America. In 1993, it came out. Um and you know during my incarceration, you know, you know I continued to you know um reign supreme I say reign supreme, you you know and then you know I became a you know one of the original members of the blood, non trade bloods. I was one of the pioneers uh who started the you know the bloods in ninety three but um you know and 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 then after after that, you know you know during my you know my reign and things of that nature. I accumulated like three hundred and sixty uh um what you call it disciplinary record. Disciplinary ticket. Three hundred and sixty incidents? Yes, Misbehaves. Three hundred yeah, misbehaviors yes. You know, and you no know, yeah, and I got I got um I used to have to go see the site, things of that nature, you know, because the L D like, like a
0: seven thirty thing and they and, came around know every what I mean? morning. Yeah, oh.
4: something like that, yeah. <laughs> but you know, uh but I suffer from a lot, like you said I suffer from P T S D too. As well, you know, I went. I went to war with the, you know, the, the um, CEOs in Attica. I started. I started that actually. I started the war in Attica, you know. So B was there with me. You know what I'm saying? And so what
0: years so. are we talking about here? It's '97. In the '90s, okay. Right,
4: '97, '98, '98. Some of '98. Right. So,
0: so we. So you came home in 2005. Right. And then you'd been, by that time, you'd been in Rikers Island, you'd been in Attica. What other
4: facilities, institutions had you been in? Oh, man, Clinton, Auburn. All over the whole state system. I've been to some jail. I went to some prisons twice because they kept trying to move me around because of my, it was a security risk, whereas that they didn't want me to get too used to population because I had too much influence on inmates in the prisons. So they used to, as soon as I got comfortable, they used to just move me around to spots. Things of that nature so you know yeah and then let me
0: ask you this since 2005 have you been in trouble since then not at all what made you want to go from being like an extreme and we're going to get into your, your, your search your seek and destroy search and destroy thing when we talk <laughs> talk a little bit later about the nine bloods. but the um, what made you decide in 2005 after you've been been away for so long and, and gone through all of this trauma and all of this violence what made you decide that you wanted
4: to just never go back? It's not the point that I, it's not, I don't think it's a, it's a point that I, I made to not to go back. It's just that I'm very more strategic about things that I do, you know what I'm saying, to prevent from going back. It's, it's kind of hard to explain. It's like, someone asked me, somebody asked me, uh, somebody asked me I, did, I did a seminar at John J. College School of Criminal Justice, right? Right. And um, they asked me, why did you, you went to prison for a homicide, but you continued to be hostile when you went to prison? And I said, I'm going to tell you something about being hostile when you're in prison. It's, it was a reverse psychology thing that I used because if I felt that I was too comfortable to be in jail to become a modern inmate, then it, my chances of coming back is going to be more greater for me not to come back. Right. You understand? Yeah. I don't, you sure? So you said there was, well, yeah, because you right. said in, in, terms
0: of the, in terms of survival, in terms of right. your attitude. You know what but I mean? It, but in, term, in, in terms of the homicide. Did you, it, do you, a lot of people say they were falsely accused at that time, but did you take responsibility for that? I did take responsibility for that. You know what I mean? And what was that, and, and that's the right thing to do? And what, what about, like, what does that feel like? Because that's something that it's, it's hard for a lot of us to imagine, but that, that does something to you, too. I can see right now in your face. Well,
4: you know? with, that, with that incident, it was a domestic incident, mm-hmm. and it was an isolated incident, I'm going to call it, because it dealt with a family member you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, um and, and, and you know the nature of the crime because the guy got hit 19 times but it dealt with him with a 5-year-old kid. I you know understand. what I'm saying? So it was more greater chance that and, and that's what happened. So it was so that kind of situation the cruelty when it came to that nature? Well, you well, mess with a kid, you know what I'm saying? Right, so, that's
0: a, that's a line that you cross. And then and then we're going to talk also in, later on in the show about what you're doing what you're doing now and the right. message that that you have you know, for young people, and what you think about what you're we're having right. now. But I don't want Sol B to get all upset here, because he's just. <laughs> I never that. So yeah, never that. I'm, I'm messing. Tra- I'm messing with you. Tra- I'm taking, a taking shot. You. To exactly. I know you're just taking mine. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So, so you you you've been home for less than a year. Yes. Well, tell You've been you're away for years and years and years and years. Right. Was your wife with you throughout your incarceration, or or did you get married after you came out?
2: After I came out.
0: After you came out. Yeah, so, all right. So, what were some of the shocks for you? Like, what ha- Like, where did you come home from? You okay. had an, a, you had an assault, assault charge, twenty five years on an assault. Yes. With a gun, though, right? Yes. So that's a shooting. that's yes. Is what they classify. Yes. I'm just explaining to people that don't understand how they classify these yes.
2: things. Yes. You shoot somebody but don't kill them; it's considered assault. Paralyze them, you know, from the neck down. Yes, that's. It, it's 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 worse than a murder because, you know, it's like you can't escape it. You feel it can't what I'm get, saying? It, like, can't get, it can't get bargained yes. you know, so down to like instead a Instead of just the actual 25, you get 12 and a half to 25. Right. So, So So tell. So where did you come home from? What, were you, oh, what was I the I came last? home from uh, Eastern Correctional Facility. Isn't that one of the worst? No, Eastern is one of the softest. It is one of the softest? But during, I, I, well, I came out of the special housing unit after 15 years. So, out of the 25 years, I did 15 years in punitive <sighs> segregation for an incident that happened. During the time <laughs> he was doing the fifteen years, we were all involved in the incident that happened. At so Attica you knew each other, of course, right? Of course. right. Not, so since he was a kid, I watched him come in. Okay, facts. You feel me? And right. uh, that incident led to both of us to be high security risk. Facts. But with me, more so at that time, as the organizer and the initiator, the, the quote-unquote big homie of all
0: the big yes. homies. Yeah, so so you say my, that you are the you're the one that really started this whole thing. No,
2: that's not meaning that I started this. What week. is big homie of all the big homies? The mean? big homie means that Kev is a big homie, right? Okay. In in in, in 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 the gang culture. Okay. I knew Kev since he came in as a kid. So I was a big bro to him. Then when I came into the Bloods, I became a big homie. So because these are my little homies outside of it, I said I'm the big homie of the real big homies. See, and a lot of people misconstrued that, you feel me, as to mean that, oh, I found it. No, I, I have became very influential because I was influential at their embryonic state of coming to prison. Right, I understand what you're saying. And you know what, we're going to talk about this because cause, cause flipping DJG
0: money this, this is one of your biggest episodes where it talked about the the origin of the gangs and on Rikers Island. And, and coming up on Street Soldiers, we're going to get into how did gangs really get started here in New York City and did it all get going on Rikers Island? That's coming up next. New
4: York, New York City, it's Miguel and you're tuning into the Street Soldiers Soldier, with Lisa Evers. Evers. Real, people, real people, real
1: issues, and real politics. Tricks, tricks. Only on Hot 97. 97.
0: Welcome back to Street Soldiers, I'm your host Lisa Evers. In this episode we're talking about the Urban Podcast Explosion And Street realities we have an amazing panel for you joining us Queens flip he's the co-host of flip the script podcast it's out on all platforms like YouTube he's also a social media influencer flip great to have you with us again Thank you Lisa thank you so much also with us is soul B he was formerly incarcerated came home in June of 2019 after a total of 32 years behind bars he's co-host with his wife of the podcast, Hustle and Love, and he was a guest on the Flip the Script podcast as well. So be great to have you with us. Thank you, Mary. Thank you so much. Thank you. Also with us is uh, DJ G Money. He's a co-host with of the Flip, Flip the Script podcast. He's been DJing for 20 years, all occasions, all kinds of events, also involved in a lot of music productions. Uh, DJ G Money, great to have you with us. Thank you me. so much. Also joining us is Killer Kev. He's from Brownsville, from the Brownsville Houses in Brooklyn. Formerly incarcerated, he did 15 years for murder. He is now an, and has been an advocate for at-risk youth trying to save young lives before they end up dead or behind bars themselves. So, Kev, thank you so much for being appreciate with us. You, we you, really, We really appreciate it. Flip, when you, hear these, when you are in that room doing the podcast <laughs> with G-Money and you hear these stories, what goes through your mind? Because, you know, around New York there's all kinds of stories, <laughs> that guys... Bragging and talking about this that things that they didn't do that they, they were the baddest of the bad and these guys were just seem so authentic
1: I mean initially you know You I, it's like yeah, right, <laughs> right? And then and then and then when you get the call you get the call from a lot of people uh, That co-sign the stories right. it, it makes you look at things from a whole different perspective you know, once again, I would like to acknowledge that these two men haven't seen each other in about 21 years. Today is the first time that they've seen each other in yes. 21 years. This is the first
2: time right now yes. that you've yes. seen yes. each other in 21 since years
1: since the riot
0: yes. in Attica? Yes. Riot in
1: 98. Attica. Right? 98. 98. Yeah. So I
0: want to Some say, that.
4: wow. Yeah, it's
1: the first time. Yeah, oh first my gosh. Time. Yes, I told you. Something Another Sweet Soldier's
0: a, history. Something yeah. special. Something special. Yes. Very special. Yeah. <laughs> Very special. That's incredible. Yes. Yeah. Wow. All right. <laughs> Where were we? That was pretty intense. So the so the, but the but the thing that struck me is li- listening listening to them speaking mm. was it was just like straight reporting like they're telling their story and as incredible as it, a lot of it was to to I'm me and I'm sure so many of the hundreds of thousands of people that that have come to know you both. Because of the Flip the Script podcast, it's it's just it's very real. It's not like these guys on the street that are bragging about, yeah, I did this or I did that. And meantime, they're, you know, not that that's something to be proud of, but you know what I'm saying. Yes. What did you think about? I
1: mean, that? I mean, you got to remember um, these guys are older. These are considered the OGs. So, right. a lot of the OGs, you know, you talk to your uncle and your family members, they they can have you there paying attention because the story is so captivating the the emotion the energy that they put into it and these two gentlemen did the same thing right you know sitting behind the desk like i said initially it was yeah right but then listen they they pulled me in they they let you vision their story and they let you feel the pain that they go through because of such a you know the emotion that they convey to me and the audience no so, definitely
0: yeah. it's uh djg money in terms mm-hmm. of as you were hearing these stories what were you thinking
3: oh man kind of the same thing like flip said you know um get a lot of guests you know that come on the show and and you know people meet in the street and they, they all talk that talk and pretend to walk that walk you know well that's so, what i'm saying it's, it's <laughs> so like they're you know it's tough but you know these these two guys and then you know uh sobe's story was amazing you know that the 32 years behind bars is you know something that i asked him behind the scenes actually earlier you know could me and flip survive during that time you know he he laughed at me you know what i'm saying so <laughs> it's, it's just uh, you know it's crazy how the, these guys survive and then me and killer kev have one of the uh Probably, probably funniest scenes on on the show when I asked him if he was foo on the show. That's why the, the shirt is said and all that. So you know, who f- foo? <laughs> <You laughs> so, who foo? You foo? Right. Yeah. Well, what is what food. does foo mean? <laughs>
0: I mean, I know from listening to the podcast, but tell yeah. our audience. You food
4: means that you in trouble. Right. <laughs> That's the best thing I can say, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <You laughs> big trouble. Big, big trouble. trouble. You're big trouble. You're about to.
0: uh big be eaten. Yeah, you're about to be, about to be- a food eaten. Oh, <laughs> let, let me ask. Let me ask you. Let's talk about the gangs because the, the other thing that I found fascinating, I covered the Takashi covered the Nine Trey. Right. The, mm-hmm. the Nine Trey uh, story with the. the the federal charges right. with Takashi Six Nine. A lot of people in New York have heard of have not, have have heard of Nine Trey. We kind of had this story going, you know, that's been going around for a long time because there's not really a lot of books and a lot of authentic research on it. You know, Nine Trey started in '93 at Rikers. It was the bloods. It started because there was there were threats, as you guys talked about. You know, there were threats from, from other other ethnic right other yeah. ethnic groups. Um, that were there, and that it was more as like a protection thing, or like, listen, a unity, like a brotherhood thing, as a brotherhood. like you said. But, Kev, you say that, that you were the found, the founder of this. Like, we saw the well, whole Takashi, you know, we saw Takashi claiming to
4: be Nine Trey yeah, and all this. Yeah, I was one of the pioneers. It was a group of individuals that put it together early before it even was Nine Trey.
0: Yes.
4: Right. You know what I'm saying? Because we was oafed in, not beaten up in. See, all this other stuff came later. But I was one of the pioneers, and by the way, one of the first fives, really. And this is about what year? It was like in
0: the 90s, early 90s? 93, yeah, Right before 93,
4: okay. So, uh, yeah. uh, And this is on Rikers Island. This is on Rikers Island. And Rikers,
0: from the way you guys described it, sounded, I mean, it's crazy now, but it sounded like beyond insane.
4: It was beyond insane, because at that time, they was... We were so, we were so, I mean, we were so very uh, notorious. Uh, We were so hostile that we went against everything against what they wanted us to do. And
0: you said, you said in the podcast... And flip the script, you said our uh, was it seek and
4: destroy or search and destroy because no, it was, was our mission was to seek and destroy. We, seek and destroy. We had to instill fear in everything around us that was against us. What
0: would have happened if you had just said? Some people might be thinking this right now. What would have happened if you had just said, "You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the library and read a book and not get involved in any of this stuff"? That, Is that naive? Would
4: that have been impossible? Very impossible at that Why? time. Because once you step out your cell, man. There's, your radar goes up. It, it's it's like you got rabies. You understand? You know what? I mean? You got because anything could
0: happen at any exactly. moment.
4: Exactly. It, it's true. You know what I mean? That's how you know. Yeah. Absolutely. So your mission was seek and destroy. Right. We. I, my, my mission was to. My mission was to instill fear in others for unnecessary reasons. Because because when we got attacked, it was for unnecessary reasons. So we had to instill fear in the opposite race or what we was against at that time, even the administration too. So we had to instill fear. We had to go first. We had to instill, we had to move, we had to initiate, and we did it even if they wasn't ready. What was the worst what was the thing that instilled
0: that you were involved in there that did the most or that you and the other, other guys you were with instilled the most fear? Like what was the thing that people would be the most afraid of there? Like getting cut and bleeding out and nobody
4: helping you or like what was yeah, the thing maybe getting cut? You know what I mean? Getting stabbed, you know what I mean? Things of that nature. Yeah, that, that would have been, the, been poised for us and a loss for them. <laughs> That's what I can say. Like a, I mean? con- like a constant thing. And,
0: Solby,
2: were you at Rikers at that time? Well, I was on Rikers a little before that actual gang epidemic exploded. And then just come close to the microphone. All right, okay. and as I explained in my interview, prior to the bloods being developed... I was on Rackers Island where I received this cut right here. Right. At the behest of the new Latino gang that was developing. And now is this the Nietas or the Latin Kings? That was, well, that was both of them. But, but they were just starting. Yes. Okay. They, were, they, were, they, they, were, they just started. So Bloods wasn't even in existence right. at this time. Right. And because I was so popular with Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Queens, When I got cut, it was like, yo, they cut Soul B. Well, at the time, my name wasn't Soul B. My name was B-O. And uh, it just went up. And that was the first time, as I stated, that brothers actually came together to go against the Latino brothers, which eventually led to, as they begin to, like he said, assault brothers, and brothers felt under attack, Two and a half years. Well, not even to eighteen months later. So, led to the blood. So you t- you told
0: you told Flip and you told G Money on the on the Flip the Script podcast on the podcast. You said it was more like in your in your view it was like more of a self defense type of thing. It was more of a brotherhood type of thing of like we got to be organized. We got to have some kind of structure because this is just complete. Like like Kev said, it's just complete mayhem. Every time you walk, you know, every time you're out yes. of your cell, you just don't know what could happen. You could be having a visit and then something something happens. It just was it just sounded like stuff could just pop off at no, any time. The, I, That's you're, you're absolutely. absolutely.
2: Right. So absolutely. what Kev said, so what we did, we counted. Okay, you want to instill fear, we gonna feel triple fear. Exactly. So what would you do? Like what was the thing? A triple fear? I mean, well, I'ma tell because I had I was, I, was, I was older than a lot of, you know what I'm saying, the right. younger brothers, so I wouldn't do anything randomly. But, like, for instance, what I'll do, I'll go in a Latin King Neyetta house, I'll play possum, then say they're watching TV, I'll stab the whole day room. Randomly. Just randomly. Surprise. Like just a surpri- just
0: surprise attack and go yes, in like that. Yes, and then, And you actually did that. Yes. And then I would scream, blood up. That's fact. And I'm out. And fact. that was it. And that's how it went down. And so
2: where were the correction officers at they this time? Dead. They were there. They were fit for their lives. They didn't do anything. They, what, are fact, gonna, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? They see you with a knife looking like Jason. So and but you the, just drooling so from the, the mouth. So
0: <laughs>
2: the what? Yeah, looking like jewel. a mad dog.
0: So how did you get, like, what did you use to, like, how did you get weapons
2: in? What did you use to stab people with? Well, technically, you know, you being in prison, being a vet, you can make a weapon out of everything, fiberglass. You can use a shoestring to, you know, shoe to cut straight pieces of thick fiberglass. Well, I mean, you, you're innovative. You're ingenious when you're in this, under the circumstances. So your ingenuity comes into about when you're at war. So I can be in a cell. I'm looking at anything that could be a weapon because I know it's not going to be a one-on-one. It's gonna be a five, a ten on one, and I know they have weapons. And you know, you're listening to you saying this, it's it's like so you're basically like we're in Afghanistan
0: in the middle of some crazy yes. war where it could be coming at us
2: from and you. You don't no little rules. kid you don't know who. That's a fact. So the state of mind that we had to develop at that time was pure survival. Because my, remember, at that beginning state, we were the minority. So it was like the, ten, the blacks,
0: the blacks were the minority yes, in Niagara it was Island. like
2: ten. Every ten of them is one of us. So it was mostly, mostly Latino, mostly, yes. mostly
0: Puerto Rican at that point, right? Or well, some Dominican. Well, Puerto
2: Rican. Uh, yeah, you know, because the Latinos they said they excluded us when they said you have to have some type of Latin descent in order to be a part. So automatically, it excluded us from joining. From being, from being a part of it. All right, we're going to continue with this conversation.
0: This is Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We'll be right back.
1: What's up, y'all? It's your what's boy Rotimi. You're listening to Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Lisa Evers. Yes, sir.
0: Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're talking about the urban podcast explosion and street realities. Joining me for this conversation is Queens Flip. He's the co-host of the Flip the Script podcast. It's out on all platforms. He's also also a social media influencer. Flip, great to have you with us again. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Also with us is Sol B. He was formerly incarcerated for a total of 32 years behind bars. He came home in June of 2019. He's the co-host now with his wife of the podcast hustle and love and was also um, featured on the flip the script podcast so thank you so much for being with welcome, us man. we appreciate it also with us is DJ G money he's the co-host of the flip the script podcast he's been DJing uh, for 20 years all occasions all kinds of events also involved in a lot of major music productions DJ G money thank you so much for being with us appreciate we appreciate it. it also with us is Killer Kev he's from Brownsville uh, from the Brownsville houses in Brooklyn, he was formerly incarcerated, did 15 years for murder. He's now an advocate for at-risk youth, and uh, trying to show them how to do things so that, and live their lives so that they don't end up in jail or dead. And Killer Kev, thank you so much for being with us. Appreciate you, sir. We we really appreciate it. Um, DJG Money, when this was when this episode, yes. the two episodes with Kev and with Solby aired. What kind of reactions were you getting?
3: Oh, my God. So, me and Flip are like night and day. You know what I mean? So, Flip is more so, you know, the social media influencer. He he doesn't be outside as much as I'm outside. So, I'm, I'm in the clubs. I'm doing events. And people stop me all the time. I, I go to the deli. I, I get sandwich. I get food. People stop me. You know, different, different gang members are stopping me in the street and asking me to be on the show or... They're they trying to validate what they're saying, so it's it's been crazy in the streets. It's been really crazy. The
0: reaction, Flip, what about it? Because you, you're you you you're used to getting reactions to a lot of the things that you do.
3: I mean, you know,
1: it's very hard to, to find me. Uh, the <laughs> but I haven't got as much... You know, approach as DJG money, but as far as social, on the social media side. But in
0: terms of views, in terms of comments, yeah. you know how to gauge that yeah, when of something's course, really course, popular What happened I after? I learned the
1: algorithm. The algorithm stated that these two gentlemen were the real deal Holyfield. You know, that these these their stories are able to cause a domino effect and help other YouTubers as well. Come up because that's how powerful these stories were. You right. know, had people coming out the woodworks, sharing encounters that they have with these guys, and have been getting thirty, forty thousand views. Right. So the algorithm states that Sobi, Killer Kev, Killer Kev, Sobi, are the real deal. People know them. They're bringing people out the woodworks. So that helped my business and. Help our business flourish, yeah. and
0: and and you're helping them also too. You, of you and Jimmy, yeah, I mean, are helping them that. to get yeah. them, well, get them all inv- involved know, in that too. Uh, but <laughs> let me let me ask you what I really want to ask you, okay? And I and I, wanna, I know you guys are going to be really honest because you've been so honest and open about about your stories, which which I really appreciate, and I know our listeners and viewers appreciate too. But Kev, there's a lot of people flying the gang flag, a lot of people, you know, saying the streets now and and 2019 in New York City are it's back to the bad old days. What do you think as you look around and see what's going on now,
4: man? I I see a lot of imitation characteristics. Mm -hmm. You hear me? And and I, you know, and I wish I I, be honest with you. I I know there's so much more that I haven't seen that I can't even detect, but I can almost feel. I know it's because the reaction I get from my YouTube channel. I got my own YouTube channel. And a lot of things that I say, I got hundreds and hundreds of people DMing me, saying, yo, you are the real deal. You are the real. Yo, once you bring me home, I'm like, what? Bring you home? Yo, I want you to be my OG. I don't want to be in this set no more. I'm like, what? I said, yo, man, I don't bring nobody home, man, for you need to get out. That's what you need to do is go to school.
0: So that's what you, so that's what you tell them? Yeah. Like, they basically, like, you're telling them a story, like, don't do this because right. this is going to take away a big Absolutely. chunk of your life. You're going to miss out on a lot of stuff. We already
4: paved the way, but you know what? I'm going to tell you the most influential thing I get out of kids, these young kids, that they are bloods. I don't tell, they come up to me and they say to me, yo, I appreciate you for paving the way. I get that all the time. Like they
0: look, like they're like, like thank you for this legacy. Right. This legacy of shooting. This legacy of killing people. This legacy of causing tremendous pain.
4: This legacy of trauma in our communities. Paving the way from the beginning, for they won't have to no longer do what I did. Mm. That's Mm. why. Mm -hmm. And I tell them all the time. I said now, since I paved the way for you, I want you to become a doctor we need black doctors, we need black judges, we need black district attorneys, we need black officers. Because I, thought, and I told him, I said, why, why you? I said, why, because when I get hurt or shot, I want a black doctor to fight the hardest to f- save a black man's life. Right. Same thing as a police officer. I want to be protected when I'm with a black officer. You understand what I'm Because a lot of things is going on in the world where is that we're being judged even by the officers.
0: So but, you're telling them, I paved the way so that you don't have to go down right. the way they, that I did. Absolutely. And what kind of reaction? Do, do they listen to that message, especially with everything hope, we have going well, on? When they so, walk
4: away from me, you know, I'll never probably see these kids again. Yeah. But, you know, uh, I, I hope and pray that they do. And, and, you, and you, that's what you've been doing since you, since I've been you doing came that on. since I came on. And I also was an ex-professional fighter, so I go to the gym a lot. You know what I mean? And talk with them there too, right? And talk right? with them there too. Yes, absolutely. Sometimes I go to Jersey to the gym in New Jersey. You know what I mean? And um, 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 what's that? Uh, Newark, New Jersey. I go there right. and talk to the kids. You know, what I'm saying about boxing things of that nature, and how to make a, a more professional career in life on a positive note.
0: And what do you think about the way that that the whole like gang imagery, gang colors? It's it's become such a big part, not just of hip hop, but like of our popular culture as well, see, even we, being used by little kids. Do, one, do you get upset when you see that? See, or do the, you feel like, dang,
4: like they don't know what they're talking about? Gang color, we never, was a, we never was color banging. This is what I'm talking about. Never. Right. We never color banged. It was on some real all black brotherhood stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? I want to shout out to shooter we heard from Bird Game because I remember him telling me, say, okay, I, mean, I remember when it wasn't about us banging on each other, it was about us being together. I said, you was right. You Know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, and that's what people need go... to come back to. You think that's what it need to come back to, and you're brother. trying to do
0: that with the, you work with the youth. Let me bring in Sol B. here. Right. Solby, what kind of reaction did you get after that first uh, that, that first podcast? Because you're, you're you know, you're not you're very close to having been inside, so it's like was it a well, shock to
2: you, or yes, it was a shock. But I seen the changes when I was doing that 15 years in solitary confinement because I did 15 years, so what that means is from the first generation, from 93 to 98, when, I, when the incident happened with me and him, with the officers in Attica, and you know the other brothers that was involved, I did 15 years, so I came out 2010. So come that close, was- the, Come close to that microphone yeah, a bit. that was- uh, Thank you. I and everyone wants to hear this. Yes, please. I came out in 2010, and when I came back to population, I seen the change from the inside. You see, a lot of people have to understand that Bloods was created as a jail prison gang we never realized it was going to flood to the street and be an epidemic it was for that time in that moment we didn't think a little kid was going to copycat what was happening in prison or dudes we didn't so the magnitude of it like got out of our control we were in prison what about the connection
0: with L.A.? Because that was another thing you spoke about. A lot of people said, oh, well, New York, you didn't really have a charter. You, you, had, to, you had to check in with L.A. first and all okay. of that. Okay.
2: Well, I had a personal uh, correspondence with one of the godfathers out there, uh, T. Rogers, who's the godfather of the Black Peace stones right. And when O.G. Mack did the interview for Fed's magazine, New York City Bloods, and the magazine went, like, viral in the street, everybody's like, who is this guy? Who is this guy? But in that melee of all that, he had differences with us because we found out that he testified against a guy and gave a guy 25 the life. So when we seen the actual paperwork, we gave him the boo.
0: You gave him the boo. But let me bring it back to today because... So when you see... so, So you... And from everything you guys are saying, the way you explain it, too, it's like... It was about it was about survival in Rikers Island. And it was about brotherhood, yes. and you you talked a lot too in the podcast about structure and having like an organization and having a unity there. Yes. But when you see what's happening on the streets right now, which we we see on New in, in, here in New York, we just had a fourteen-year-old. 14-year-old young man mm-hmm. in South Jamaica, Queens in the yeah. Baisley Park houses, yeah. no gang affiliation whatsoever. And that's from like the hardest core cops that I talked to, that are detectives that are investigating. No gang affiliation, was on his way to really doing well, playing uh, junior varsity as a freshman for Cardozo, shot by a, a stray bullet you know in the middle of what is going what's going to come out I'm pretty sure to be a beef between two two gangs or two sets all right and this what do you what think when you see that now it's, and they're like oh, and man. everybody involved from from what my sources
2: tell me everybody involved is under 17 this is what I would say because I just came from a funeral last night of a little homie of mine from so, the Bloonaprojects so uh his name is uh Nishan Naka Liabu, and he only was home five days after five years, and he seen an op. Somebody, well, somebody put it in his head. He was drunk, put it in his head. He went outside. Long story short, he fired some shots. The D's pulled up on the set, told him to drop the gun. This is I'm just verbatim how shot him twelve times in the Gowanus projects. So I went to his funeral yesterday. Hey, hold on. And. His little brother.
4: You okay? Yeah,
2: nah, just. His little brother uh, called me after the funeral because he spoke. I listened to him speak, and he called me, and he said, uh, "He said, Big Homie, can I talk to you? Because he was a part of the set that I, you know, co-founded, and he said, uh." So he pulled me to the side. I said, yo, I heard what you said. He said, the last thing he heard from his brother, which was like 15 minutes before the police murdered him, he asked him like, yo, bro, what can I do to help you? And Naka told him, you can't do nothing for me. He said, I can't do nothing for you? He said, no. He said, the only thing you can do is be better than me. So he he talked to me. I said, I heard what you said. He said, yeah. He said, man, I'm here. He said, big homie, man. What am I to do? And I'm looking at this guy. This is he. You know, he doesn't have a criminal record. He plays basketball. And I'm like, wow. You know, even after all this time, we have such an influence on this generation. Right. I was just telling Kev, like what Kev is doing. This. No, I was just telling him because I didn't see Kevin 21 years. So today was the first day, and I was telling Kev, I said, man, let's make sure we go up here. You have to, excuse me, I get emotional sometimes. No, it's all but right. It's you real. You have to make sure we get up here and we represent and be the face because we are the word. We are the mouth. These kids are looking at us. Mm-hmm. We have to show them a different way through action. We can't tell them. So this is phenomenal. This is great. I thank this man. I thank this man. You feel me? Because now we have an opportunity to change the right. mindsets of this generation so we do not see what we seen, young kids who are not affiliated, stray bullet killing them. These dudes is game banging for what? You don't know. You're buying they into something. They don't know something. how to shoot, right. You do not have an ideal and we, being the big homies, have an obligation. This is real talk here. We have an obligation to let these young brothers know that That's not the answer. That's not what we founded this movement on. So I'm against a lot of things that go on because I believe we should be in a socially conscious, ever like Kev is doing, talking to the youth. But they got all these guys out here starting all these organizations, and I'm not mad at them. But nobody is doing the real hardcore work to make the difference with these individuals in our communities. And I have an issue with that. So
0: are you saying right now on Street Soldiers, that that's what you're committing yourself
2: to doing? I've been doing that from day one. I inspire with my show and my platform. I motivate, I empower, and I educate. That's what I did in, despite the things that I did as my obligation to the Bloods when I was in. But he can tell you, I've always been conscious, and I always gave my brothers the best... Of what I can give through example. So it sounds like it breaks your heart that you yes. see this,
0: th- that you see these little teens, uh, these it, teens out there doing stuff they don't even know what they're doing, getting involved, and then ending up dead. You ever yes. heard?
4: Of, you ever heard of Marcus Aurelius? Yes. He said that when people are influenced by their leaders, they do what their leaders do, not what their leaders tell them to do. And I'm gonna say that by saying this, like I, like I'm in my com- Browns, was one of the ho- most Violent hotspots, most hot spot in in New York State. Facts, and I'm there every day. I'm almost every. I'm in the hood. I'm around all these shooters, all these killers, and all these. But but I come that they relate to me in such a way where I can get. They don't listen to their mother. They don't listen to their father, but they can relate to someone like me. So I'm. That's why I'm in the streets. So people may look at me and say, "K.K., you still in the street messing?" With-? I said, because "Y'all, the older people, y'all turning your backs away from them, but they can't. They, that's why they do the things they do
0: because they're on their they're on their own, and they, and that's right. I wish we had more time to right. to do to maybe but, yeah. we can do something further, like go out on the streets with you as you talk to them, yeah, and you too, yes. so be as Amen. you as you Amen. and Amen. and how yes. you're engaging with the youth. Because right. yes. I think that's a huge point too: is that Absolutely. we're not listening to them, so they're just going to do whatever they think, and they're only. 12, 13, 14, they don't know, you know. Right. So um, I, this is very, very powerful. I want to thank you guys for being with us so much. Queen's Flip, thank you so much
3: welcome, for uh, so.
0: really bringing everything together and, and getting these getting these stories out there. Thank you love so much. You, we uh, you, thank you, thank you. Solby, love you, Queen's Flip. We appreciate it. Solby, I love you, man. thank you so much for. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. I ain't fool no sh- more. I ain't fool no <laughs> more. <laughs> no, Solby, thank you. thank you so much. for. <laughs> I know, it's love is love. Um, Solby, thank you so much for for sharing your story with us and being with us. We really appreciate, appreciate it. appreciate you. We Anytime, really do. Lisa, thank you, DJG Money. Thank you so much for being with us, Pleasure being helping here. us get this whole thing together thank here. You. And and Killer, Cab, great to uh, yes. have you on the show. Thank you so much. Best we we you. really appreciate it. And thank you for joining me for this episode of Street Soldiers. Remember, use your mind; it's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. Let's push for peace.